Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. It's been a rainy morning so far on this Thursday, the third day of May, as we start another journey here on Penny for Your Thoughts today. Glad you're with us, wherever you might be listening, in your car, at home, around the world, across the country. Glad you're with us. And we appreciate all your input every day. We'll have an open forum, open mic, open line, if you will, in the second hour today after the news at 10 o'clock. Lots of uh, big issues, of course, always, every day. Uh, those uh, Some of those topics are evergreen. We can always get into those. But uh, locally, big news with uh, Unit 4 and the school uh, voting down a proposal for a charter school. That, of course, has been uh, speculated on uh, that they would go that direction the last couple of days and uh, that vote became official last night. So what's next for the charter school group? We'll uh, talk about all of that in the second hour today. We had a great visit yesterday with Justice Robert Steigman. We appreciate him being on with us periodically here on Penny for Your Thoughts, continuing that tradition. We uh, have a uh, special guest for you today in this first hour. He's an immigration attorney from here in Champaign. His name is Jack Wilkie, attorney at law. And we'll visit with him, of course, uh, immigration on the front of everybody's mind. Uh, legal immigration, illegal immigration, what's happening down on the border, Uh, how do you get a green card, what's a student visa, how long does that last, how are people in the country, what's the most common problem that uh, these folks face when they come into the country. Uh, This attorney handles, I think about half of his practice, uh, is involved in uh, immigration, family-based or employment-based immigration. So we'll talk to uh, John Wilkie in this first hour. So if you have some questions, maybe you're wondering, how does all this work, and we hear so much about uh, what's going on, especially uh, on the southern border, but what goes on day-to-day with Im- immigration and naturalization? How do you become a citizen? How long does it take? What's the process? All of that we'll talk with uh, John Wilkie, Jack Wilkie, coming up here in our first hour. So we'll get that started. We'll have an open line in hour number two. Got a couple of uh, people we'll talk to tomorrow Uh, about a special event coming up on Sunday at one of our churches here in town. We'll tell you more about that a little later as well. But uh, we'll get it all started here on this Thursday as we try to stay dry. It is warm. That's the good news, 64 degrees. It's been rainy most of the morning here in downtown Champaign. Support your favorite businesses, service, or pastime by voting in the Newstalk 1400 WDWS, the people's choice. Your favorite clothing store, massage uh, service, uh, message... uh, uh, best beer selection, best date spot, best place for kids, uh, parties, best uh, HVAC company, or any of 144 other categories are all in there. And we hope you've been doing this, uh, voting at WDWS.com, the People's Choice from News Gazette Media and MX Electric. We'll get it started here with our immigration attorney next on Penny for Your Thoughts on News Talk 1400. Stay with us. Welcome back. Penny for your thoughts beginning on this Thursday as we've had a busy week already. Appreciated Justice Steigman being with us yesterday. Here are the phone numbers, 356 
You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, and you can email us at talk at wdws.com. Jack Wilkie is with us. He's an attorney at law. In fact, he has an office like two blocks from here or less, right? Right down the street. Right down the street. Yep. And how long have you been an attorney? Oh, too long. No, I, I was licensed in 1986, so I guess 31 or 32 years. Okay, and uh, your practice specializes in? Uh, I do a lot of family-based immigration law, uh, mm-hmm. criminal defense, traffic. I speak Spanish, so I do have a lot of Latino clients that um, are actually in all of those areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, you enjoy it, obviously? Some days. Some yep. days? <laughs> <laughs> Most how, days. Yeah. How, how long you been doing in Champaign then, you said? Um, well, my, my first job was up in McHenry County. Um, and then after our daughter was born in 1990, we moved back to, I'm, I'm basically I'm a townie, but we moved back to Champaign in mm-hmm. 91. And I've been with a few law firms, but uh, been back in Champaign since 91. Tell us about your family. Um, I'm married. My wife is Tammy, and uh, she's great. Love you. <laughs> She's listening, I think. She is. Um, my daughter, uh, Katie, uh, just got married last year. She's married to Brandon, uh, and she teaches uh, special ed at Franklin Middle School. And then my son, Matthew, um, is uh, just started teaching Spanish, actually, at hmm. my alma mater, Champaign Central. Um, this is the end of his first year there. And how many uh, are you one of a handful of immigration attorneys in town? I would say yes. I, I don't think there's much more than five attorneys. I mean, Champaign-Urbana is infested with lawyers, but there's only a few of us immigration <laughs> practitioners. We're here with Jack Wilkie, uh, 356-9397, and you can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. I wanted to bring you on because immigration has been such a hot topic. Uh, I would argue it's one of the reasons why Donald Trump was elected president was because of concern in the country about what is happening with our immigration <clears throat> excuse me, immigration policies, and in particular in, along the southern border. But uh, I guess there's a lot of confusion as to, A, how you become a citizen, who's here legally, who's not here legally, what's a green card. And I thought, why don't we just have somebody on to kind of walk us through that? So uh, you've sure. been gracious enough to, to give us some time. We already have one question come in in relation to that. But um, as far as uh, what your practice tries to do, I guess would you work with family-based immigration and also employer-based, right? Well, actually, Mm -hmm. family-based. There's several areas uh, of immigration law, and basically what what people are wanting initially is to get permanent residency, also known as a green card, because except in very limited situations, you don't become a U.S. citizen until you've achieved the initial stage of having a green card from three to five years. So typically, um, a family-based case would be somebody from another country marries a U.S. citizen or a U.S. permanent resident, and depending on the degree of relationship, that determines how long they have to wait to go through the process. Those are the types of cases I do. Um, There's also companies that will apply for people. It's called an H-1B visa. I don't do that area. There's something called asylum law where people uh, are escaping persecution in other countries, which goes through the immigration court in Chicago. I don't practice that. So basically, it's it's family-based immigration law, which does include citizenship applications. Let me get a just a big picture from you for someone who deals with immigration all the time. What do you make of all the furor back and forth in the country on this? Well, I understand it's an emotionally charged uh, issue. 
but uh, my practice, I, I think people need to understand that the immigration laws, which is federal law, does provide for people getting, quote, legal, getting their green cards, even though they came in undocumented. Mm -hmm. uh, and the process is that, um, so for example, uh, I speak Spanish. A lot of my clients are from Mexico or Guatemala. Mm -hmm. That person may have come in, and, and I've, been, I've been doing immigration law now for almost 20 years, and I do know that most of the people who come in here are coming for economic reasons. The vast majority of them are law-abiding citizens. Um, but the process would be the U.S. citizen spouse would apply for them, file in a petition, and the general rule is if they, quote, snuck into the country, they have to leave and wait 10 years outside the country. Nobody wants to do that because uh, many of them have young children. Uh, and if they can establish hardship to the U.S. citizen spouse, they can get around that. So mm -hmm. that's a big part of my practice. Um, and the other thing I would say is that these people are part of the community here. Uh, they're working in restaurants. They're working in jobs that a lot of U.S. citizens wouldn't take anyway. Um, I think if they were all deported, which is impossible given the government resources, um, the economy would collapse. Mm -hmm. And there's been attempts at immigration reform over the years. I remember, I think, in the George W. Bush administration, they they got pretty close. Uh, there's always been the, you know, the arguments of, okay, well, if we do this, what do we do with the however million, tens of millions there people are living in the country? What do we do with them? You know, and then other people argue and say, okay, well, let's first let's get the border secured and then let's work on, you know, getting these people citizenship. I mean, uh, but right now I think it's so polarized. I don't know what's being done other than the fact that there's a lot of talk about, you know, wall, of course, and, you know, clamping down on different things. Yeah, I, I think uh, there has been so-called immigration reform in the past, and I think the number of people coming across the border has slowed down greatly. It's not increasing the way it used to be, and part of it was a factor of the economy. But – uh, these people are trying to escape horrible conditions in Mexico. I'm I'm sure you being in the news, you've heard about one of the, some of the things that are happening, the kidnappings and, and murders, cartels, and the unaccompanied <laughs> minors. That uh, things are so bad that people are sending their 15 year old kid to the United States because they think they're going to get killed down there. And um, so. Um, yeah, I think there's a legal process that needs to be followed, and I think we need to recognize that we have 10 million people here in the country, and we're not going to be able to deport them, and um, there is a way for them to follow a legal process. And um, if if anybody's asking, I think uh, money would much better be devoted rather than building a wall to increasing the number of lawful visas that are available so people don't have to wait 10 years. Hmm. so that there's more of an incentive for them to follow the legal process. Mm -hmm. All right, 356-9397. A question for the guest here on the text line. It says, are there any permanent resident cards that do not expire? If they do, what is the next step to renew such a card? Right. Well, um, most permanent resident cards are good for 10 years. Um, and the exception is if people have been married a short period of time, the foreign spouse gets a two-year card, and they have to file another form showing they're still married two years later to deter immigration fraud. So it's the card that expires after 10 years. It's not your immigration status. You're still a permanent resident. But there's a process 
um, immigration law is very form-driven, so it's called the I-90, where you basically file to renew your card if it gets lost or if it's expiring. So, But most cards are good for 10 years, and they can be renewed. All right, you'll need your headphones here. We've got uh, a caller on the line who's been waiting. Hi, Joe. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hey, Jack. Hello. I have a question. This is a, a blast from the past. Are you still playing in your Beatle band? And you played at my birthday party with Joe Snell. Okay. Off the streets, and I believe you were a great drummer, if I remember, and you had a great Ooh. wig. Well, before. yeah, the wig the wig wasn't so great, but I'm sorry, what was your name? Joe. Joe? Joe? Okay, Joe. Yeah, well, uh, actually, I was Joel. I wasn't the drummer. I was a guitar player, and I did play with ah. Joe Snell, and that's not my current band. My My current band is... Riders of the Golden Maze at Huber's on Saturday night at 11. But, yeah, I was in the, the Beatle band way back when, and uh, that was my first midlife crisis, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. And an immigration question, what's the difference between a TIN number and a Social Security number? Well, a, a TIN number, uh, I believe, and I'm not much of a tax guy, but I believe it stands for Tax Identification Number. Mm-hmm. And normally, to get a regular Social Security number, you have to demonstrate that you have lawful status in the United States, you know, a student visa, a green card, or U.S. citizenship. Uh, A TIN number is something that a lot of my clients who don't have their documents yet will apply for, and it enables them to file a tax return. Because a lot of these people, contrary to some popular conceptions, do file their taxes. Um, So it's, it's like a Social Security number. It doesn't allow work privileges, but it does allow you to file tax returns. Hmm. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Joe. Is that um, the number one thing that comes up, is getting the tax identification number and getting started, or is there... Uh, I think the number one thing is just wanting to be here lawfully in the United States, because there's a huge fear of getting separated from your family, and this is happening all the time. Immigration Customs Enforcement, also known as ICE, is coming into restaurants. Um, It's coming into the probation department at the Champaign Courthouse. Uh, The worst part is they're coming into people's homes and just picking people up. So people, I I know my clients, and, you know, I have clients from Africa, Congolese, uh, but most of them are Latino. Everybody wants to be legal here in the United States, and there's not always a method to do that, but their real incentive is wanting to remain here lawfully in the United States and not have the risk of being separated from their family and being able to work and support their family. Yeah, that is one uh, question that comes up a lot that Joe mentioned, the uh, paying taxes. Uh, so that is a misconception that, that you know people say, well, they don't pay any taxes. Well, they well, do, right? Or, uh, or do they? A, a lot of them do. You know, a lot of them uh, are sending money to their family. If they're working here, they're sending family, they're sending money to their family, uh, abroad, but they're also spending money here in the community, and they're they're working in restaurants and factories mostly. Um, and um, uh, yes, because uh, in a lot of these immigration applications, um, it's helpful to show taxes, and a lot of them do file their taxes. Mm-hmm. 356-9397, if you have any immigration questions, and uh, we get a lot on the show about different things. This is an expert here who uh, knows a lot about this, in particular with regards to uh, family-based immigration. And uh, we'll talk with him throughout this hour. Let's go back to the phones here at 923. 
Uh, good morning to Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hi. Good. Um, I, I don't know who your guest really is, but I, I just caught. I just got on the air, the radio a few minutes ago mm-hmm. and heard this stuff. Um, you're saying, Bud, that a lot of these immigrants are paying taxes and file tax returns. If they're illegally here, how are they filing tax returns, and how come they're not being picked up and deported? Well, uh, that's two different questions. Uh, wh- what was the first part of the question? If they're illegally here, how are they filing tax returns? Well, they get a tax identification number. They fill out the 1040 or the 1040A, and they send it into the government. Okay, so they get a tax identification number, so the government knows this person's not legally here now because of the tax ID number that's being given to them. Why aren't they being deported? Well, that's not up to the IRS. I think that's up to um, that's up to the Department of Justice. And really, um, there's so many people here. My experience has been that the ones that are focus the focus of deportations are those that get involved in the criminal justice system. Um, I'm a criminal defense attorney as well. Uh, the government okay. really doesn't want to bother law-abiding citizens who are just paying their taxes, or not citizens, but people. Okay, if they're if they're not legally here, they're not law-abiding already. They're illegally here, so that makes them not law-abiding. And I know you saying the government wants to focus on the criminals. Maybe under Trump and under Obama, he let thousands of them out of prison, hardcore uh, criminals out of prison that that were illegally here, and he just let them out to the general population. Um, and I also heard you say a few minutes earlier that if we were to deport all these people, it might cause the economy to crash. I'm sorry. They're taking jobs that Americans need, and they're also driving down wages for American workers, too. Okay. We'll let him answer that. Any well, I'm not questions? sure there Thank was a you, question Brian. there. but Go ahead. Oh, okay. Is he still on the no, air? No, he's, he's done now. But, okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm happy to answer questions, but... If it's not a question, I guess I don't answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, email from Sarah says, A friend received her citizenship several years ago. Her husband was a U.S. citizen long before that because he worked for the U.S. in rocket research. The married couple came here in the 1960s. Before she received her U.S. citizenship by studying history, she had made the statement she preferred to travel on a German passport. I never knew exactly why. It was an email. Does that make um, so if I understand the question, she's now a U.S. citizen? Uh, Apparently, yeah. Received her citizenship several years ago. Okay. But uh, now she prefers to travel on a German passport? Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing she's a dual citizen. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why she would prefer to do that. I, I don't know the answer to that. All right. Three five six nine three nine seven. Maybe the uh, photos on German passports look nicer than the U.S. passports. <laughs> Uh, text from Steve, he says, are these people with uh, TIN numbers, taxpayer identification numbers, paying Social Security taxes like the rest of us? you know if that, how that works? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure precisely which, um, which deductions are taken out. I would assume if it's a, a federal number, then... Um, and the thing is, um, so I, I think they do, and they're paying into the Social Security system, and a lot of these people... Um, have paid in substantial sums, and then they get thrown out of the country. And I don't know what happens to the Social Security um, amounts they've paid, but um, my assumption is that the answer to that question is yes, they would be paying towards Social Security as well. All right, and another text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line at 927. 
says, uh, from Bill, isn't it true that ICE is concentrating on picking up convicted criminals and gang members uh, and aren't illegal stealing Social Security numbers also? You, you uh, just mentioned about ICE concentrating on convicted criminals, right? Um, or, I think so. I, I think so. Um, so domestic battery cases, aggravated DUI cases, certainly uh, felonies, aggravated felonies. And, you know, I would... I would argue I'm a criminal defense lawyer. If if people can't follow the law here, maybe they shouldn't be here, okay? Mm -hmm. But um, we did have a problem several years ago where people um, with very minor offenses, like driving without a driver's license, and now people can get driver's licenses because there's a new TVDL, but say a mom was driving a driver's license, she would get arrested and taken to jail, and in former days there was something called the Secured Communities Act where Normally, you can pay bond to get out of jail, $100 for a minor offense. But the um, immigration would put a hold on them so that um, even though the family could pay bond, the people couldn't get out of jail, and uh, immigration would come and get them for very minor offenses. Mm. Um, we got an agreement from Champaign County, from Sheriff Walsh, that they weren't going to be immigration enforcers uh, because— Frankly, they're too busy enforcing local laws to have to do this kind of thing. But, yes, to get back to your question, I think the focus is I've had a few clients who were picked up by ICE in the courthouse um, and um, um, taken away. Um, but uh, as opposed to the DACA students, the Dreamers, that's mm -hmm. the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, we'll talk about that after the break here. Yeah. But, uh, but so, uh, yes, but uh, certainly people who have felony convictions are going to be targeted. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got uh, our guest here, Jack Wilkie. He's an immigration attorney, one of the handful that are in town here. And appreciate him uh, coming in today, taking your questions via phone, email, and text. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Back on Penny for your thoughts. We're visiting with Jack Wilkie. He's a local uh, immigration attorney, uh, works here in downtown Champaign. And we're going to continue with him after the news headlines. Talk a little bit about DACA here and some more uh, phone calls, emails, and texts. If you have anything related to immigration, have a question for us, feel free to uh, give us a call, text, or email. Michael's next with the news on DWS. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217 217- Three five one five three five seven. Penny for your thoughts continues here on DWS. We're talking immigration here this hour with an immigration attorney. His name is Jack Wilkie. He's an attorney at law here in downtown Champaign, just up the road from us. We appreciate him coming in. I just wanted to get somebody in that knows a lot about these type of issues that uh, you know, have been on the front burner of the country's uh, conversation for uh, several years now. And uh, we've already had several texts. If you want to weigh in on the phone, you can do that, 3569397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, or email us, talk at wdws.com. Uh, let's talk about DACA a little bit. Uh, for I think most people know this, but the dreamer, what is a dreamer, I guess? Well, it's, it may be a little bit different. I, there was a federal statute, the Federal DREAM Act, and I don't know a lot about it. But I think really what most people are talking about is uh, DACA, which stands for 
Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's a program that was begun in 2012 that allowed um, children under a certain age, I think the cutoff date was you have to have been born after June 15, 1981, um, if they were brought into the country before 2007, and if they could demonstrate that they were either in school or had graduated from high school or had completed military service and didn't have a criminal record, didn't have a serious criminal record, mm -hmm. it enabled them to get what's known as deferred action, which is not citizenship, is not uh, permanent residency. It's merely a two-year period where the government says, we're going to leave you alone, and during which they're enabled to get an employment authorization card, um, a social security number and a driver's license. And um, so a lot of these kids have been working for the last five years, and a lot of them are really scared at this point. Uh, they're the most vulnerable subset of um, immigrant applicants, and in my view, some of the most worthy of getting status because these are the people that have obeyed the rules and were brought here to this country um, by their families. Mm -hmm. Now, the, President Obama, what did he do with that, and then what is what President Trump wanted to do, but it's been delayed, right, by the courts? Yes, that's correct. It, it um, a lot of things. Uh, presidents frequently will issue executive orders. I think uh, the Bush administration um, may have issued more than uh, than Obama did. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, the ex the DACA program was established by an executive order, and. Um, um, so that's what created that. Um, and what uh, President Trump has done or what he decided was that uh, if the Congress didn't, quote, fix this, he entered an executive order last September basically terminating the program subject to limitations. People who currently had it could still renew. So there's still people who have their DACA for another year or so. Um, but then in the meantime, it's been challenged in the federal courts um, I'm actually a member of a local group called the CU Immigration Forum, which is lobbied to help these young people. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the federal courts have overturned the Trump decision in several ways. And frankly, I don't know exactly where we are. I think fe several appellate, dis um, appellate circuit courts have ruled against it. And I guess ultimately it will have to be decided by the Supreme mm -hmm. Court. But I think the program is still alive while... Um, while the decisions are pending in the courts. Yeah. By the way, Sarah cleared up on her email. She said the German passport we mentioned was used before the U.S. citizenship passport one was issued. Now a U.S. one is one used. So anyway, just to clear that up a little bit, let's go to uh, BJ. Hey, good morning. How are you? Oh, I could be better, could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> You're half and half, huh? Right. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what's the... Uh What's the rules for a person who's been adopted from a foreign country by a citizen of the United States? Um, well, um, if if the adoption, and I don't do a lot of adoption law. Uh, I usually refer people to another attorney. But um, basically, a U.S. citizen can file for a, quote, their child. And under immigration law, a child would be an unmarried young person under the age of 21. And I believe for an adopted child to qualify as a, quote, child for purposes of applying for a green card, you know, let's say a kid from India, I believe the adoption has to have been done before the child turns 16. 
And I believe there also has to be a demonstration that the uh, adoptive parent has contributed to the um, financially to the child. So, for example, if, if you try to adopt somebody who's 19 years old, I don't think that that person would be considered a child and would not, you wouldn't be able to apply for a green card for them. They have to be under 16, I think. Well, we have a son-in-law who was adopted by his real father because he was a soldier in Germany and produced a son. And so then his father went back to the orphanage where he was and adopted him and okay. brought him back to the States. And hmm. this was long, long ago. The boy was about eight, eight years old at the time. Hmm. Okay. And is, is the boy still living in the United States now? Yes, he's been. He's married to my daughter and was ready to apply for his Social Security and found out that he doesn't have any proof that he's a citizen. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't know what happened uh, as far as um, whether uh, your, your son applied for a green card for the adoptive child or not. Um, he doesn't have to be a citizen to get a Social Security number if he, if he became a permanent resident. How old is this person now, the adoptive uh, child? You said, well, he's applying for Social Security. Okay. How old is he? He'll be 62 mm. this year. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, they could call me. I Maybe I could figure it out better, uh, but... Um, but in, to get back to your initial question, to get the ball rolling, usually uh, the adoption has to occur before they're 16, and it did here, and then they have to follow the next step. The parent would have to file uh, paperwork for the adoptive mm -hmm. person. Now both of his parents are dead, so I guess yeah. he's kind of in limbo right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. Uh, okay, thank you, BJ. Thank you. Appreciate it. You have a number for your office? That you, uh, yeah, if you people know. have questions, uh, my office number is 217-359-2115. 3592115. Correct. Okay. That's uh, Jack Wilkie. All right. Uh, back to the phones here at 945 with Jack Wilkie. Hi, I tell you why. Well, one of the reasons Donald Trump was elected, we never hear. I mean, or we do hear all the time, and, and the guests there uh, referred to it a few minutes ago, or, or I guess maybe more than that. But he t talked about that American people don't want to do these jobs. Well, when these people come over here. They're going to get $10 an hour, uh, uh, a little above minimum wage. Okay, they and I'm, I know I know exactly how this works because I worked with some, a couple of guys that were on green cards. Okay, they come over here, they got kids. These kids, we have to educate these kids. It's twelve thousand a year, they say, per kid to go through uh, from kindergarten to high school, graduated from high school. Okay, they make ten thousand a year now, and I do know in Rantoul, uh, at the end of the day, the, these kids, these immigrants, are getting uh, meals. They're getting breakfast and lunch. On the weekend, they're getting paper bag lunches to take home from the weekend. Now, you tell me 
how much money, we're talking billions of dollars for these immigrants that are come over here because they're, they're, the education they have, I mean, their parents will say, the education they have is, at best, is maybe sixth grade level. Now, this is the problem we have. Okay, I'm going to ask you, what, what, how many should we, I mean, they're coming uh, in, uh, I mean, they're coming in here about a million a year, we're allowing, and why I am, I'm, I'm kind of dead set on this, my great-grandparents are laying up here in a pioneer cemetery. They had to go through the right way. My brother married while he was in the service over in the Philippine Islands. He had to extend for another year, and he had to go through the American Embassy, the Navy, and all that before he could come over, bring his wife over here. Now, and we're letting these people in uh, left and right. There was lawyers that went down and rode this caravan and coached them how to get in here. I mean, I, how many people can we take? I mean, okay. look over Africa. There's millions of people that are starving to death. Do we need to bring them in, too? All right. Let's let him answer all that, okay, Jim? Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Go ahead. Well, again, I'm not really sure what the question was there. Um, I guess my comment would be... Um, Yes, if uh, a lot of my practice and a lot of the situations are somebody meeting somebody abroad in the Philippines or in some other country and getting married and they have to file a petition for them with immigration and then because they're abroad, it goes through the Department of State and they have to process through the consulate. And the legal, if, if you're a U.S. citizen and you marry somebody or it's a minor child, they're what's known as an immediate relative and they can come over right away. Um, if it's a more remote degree, like if it's your brother, if you're a U.S. citizen and it's your brother, uh, there's something called the visa bulletin. At this point, um, if you're filing for your brother, right now they're processing brother-sister petitions of U.S. citizens from 1995. So there's a 20-year wait. Uh, and I guess the argument I would make is that um, there is a legal process for all of these people to come into the United States. I mean, that's some of them didn't come in legally, but the law provides for them to be here legally. Um, and if they have criminal convictions and serious problems like that, uh, they're not going to get in. But the argument I would make would be that um, rather than spending money on deporting people, 10 million people, and that's never going to happen. There, there, there's just, it, there's a two-year wait. It, yeah. There's a two-year wait in immigration court. You're not going to do that, so you need to be realistic and deal with the problem. I would say rather than spending a lot of money on a wall or more judges in immigration courts, uh, and yeah, let's focus on the people who are committing crimes. Uh, they shouldn't be here if they can't behave themselves. Um, I always tell people, you have to behave yourself until you're a U.S. citizen. Then you can commit as many crimes as you want. <laughs> Not that I encourage that. No. But I think the no. money would be better served by increasing the number of immigrant visas so that people have more of an incentive to follow the law but are not subject to these long, long waits because mm -hmm. there's only a limited number of visas and a limited number yeah. of people to so process So it's kind of a multi-layered problem. Yes, Okay, we'll take a quick break. We've got John up next. We've got several texts. I'll get to all of those. We'll come back with more in a moment. 
9.54 and 65 degrees here with immigration attorney Jack Wilkie. All right, a series of texts here. We'll let him answer uh, uh, these. How many? How much government funds assistance do uh, they get when they get here? Um, let's see here if I can. That's what it says. How much funds government assistance do they get when they get here? I guess if someone comes into the country. Do they now, get government funds or I I don't I don't think that they can qualify for everything. I don't really know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know some people have medical cards, um, uh, but I I really don't know. I have no idea what the the, the amount is. All right, text from Brian says: Are illegal immigrants who file taxes eligible for the earned income credit? It's more of a tax question, but that's way over my head. Okay. Also, how does the government verify the amount of dependents claimed on tax forms if no birth certificates are available? Um, well, I wasn't aware that you had to verify the number of dependents. I mean, when I send in my tax returns, I don't send birth certificates, so I wasn't aware you just that write was a down requirement. The number of dependents, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the phones here to uh, John. Good morning, John. How are you? How are you doing? It's John. Oh, hey. Go. John, not yeah. Up. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's all right. It ain't the first time. It <laughs> rhymes. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I have a hard time getting. First off, all I have a hard time getting by that you're an immigration lawyer and you don't know whether they pay into Social Security or not. That blows me away. Uh, but first, I mean, that's your story, and you're going to stick to it. I get it. Uh, I, I would like you to answer. Why why you think you and the sheriff and other people think that federal law shouldn't be mandatory or isn't mandatory? Uh, which federal law are you referring to? Uh, well, one, uh, deporting illegal immigrants. Because well, there's a lot of talk about sanctuary I mean, cities and all of that, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean you, you, even mentioned, you even mentioned, you know, if they're breaking laws, maybe... They shouldn't be here. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, okay. illegal is illegal, and you should you should of all people should be supporting federal law. <laughs> okay, well, let's let him answer that. Well, uh, my practice involves following the federal law, and uh, I'm a lawyer, so I'm here to assist my clients. And there are legal methods for them to to obtain lawful permanent residence, and that's what I do. If they have felony convictions, I don't waste their time and I don't waste my time and I tell them, you're out of luck. But mm-hmm. the great majority of these people don't have that problem. They're following the law that was the federal law that establishes a mechanism for them to get legal. And uh, that's what I do. All right, let's go back to the phones to Cindy. Cindy, good morning. Hi. I had an answer for the last caller. Um, as the tax preparer for the family for many years with three children, mm-hmm. you have to list their social security number um, of a dependent. And I assume that maybe if he was talking about the, the tax identification number, I don't know if they can get one for their children or not. But one time I accidentally transposed because, you know, all the numbers you put in the taxes. Um, I accidentally transposed one of my kids' social security numbers and it got kicked back. And they mm-hmm. said, hey, something's wrong. And it was just that their Social Security number was transposed because there's a lot of numbers to put in. But when you list your dependents, you have to list their Social Security number or it's not considered a dependent. So 
just and, a little bit of inside info. Right. Somebody and most of the kids are born in the United States, and the parents probably got a Social Security number for them. Yeah. Uh, so that would check out. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I All just right. wanted to tell them that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Cindy. Just read this. Uh, saying illegal aliens do jobs Americans don't want is simply uh, job security. When businesses can't find low-wage workers, they have to pay more and add other incentives. This is how wages increase. The practice of employing these illegals keeps wages low and destroys opportunities for better work environments. This is on the text line. It's also a killer for legal immigrants and low-income communities. Build the wall. Keep attorneys out of the equation. Don't let them in unless they follow the law. That is a text in on the castle heating and did he say don't let attorneys in unless they follow the law keep attorneys out of the equation oh okay (laughs) not out of the country okay uh we got less than about a minute here but if you could if you could wave your magic wand and do one thing what would the one thing you would like to see done um i would like to see uh the number of immigrant visas increased uh, so that people could follow legal channels um I would like to see the DACA program restored promptly uh, so that the young people who have uh, followed the law can remain here pending immigration reform. Uh, because I think what's happening in the country now is um, an atmosphere creating uh, an environment of fear um, where certain employers can control people because they know that they're fearful. So I, I, I think that. Uh, we need to increase the number of immigrant visas to give people an incentive to follow legal channels uh, to be here and make contributions mm-hmm. to this country. Hey, Jack, it's gone by quickly. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. And I appreciate you having me on all here. Right. And your number, 359-2115, if uh, That's people correct. want to contact you. All yeah. right, the news is next at 10. Open line in hour number two on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right, back on hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts. Glad you're with us wherever you might be listening today. And, again, we're about 65 degrees. We've had rain, especially early this morning. Don't know if those uh, woke you up or not, but uh, pretty good thunder boomers there in the middle of the night. And uh, everything came out for you. Okay, a flood watch in effect to the north uh, this morning uh, in the early hours. Uh, cloudy day in store, as you heard Michael mention. But a uh, not a bad high today of about 78 and right now, 65 degrees here at DWS. Appreciate Jack Wilkie being with us. It's uh, one of those interviews I've got like 50 questions I'd like to ask. And we only have an hour or less, uh, if you don't count the commercials or the news headlines, news updates. So uh, it's kind of drinking from a fire hose. You can only get to so many. And we had a lot of texts and a lot of phone calls and hopefully some good information there for you. At least uh, it's it's a big discussion point, And we'll have him on again at some point and talk some more about uh, immigration issues. <clears throat> uh, one note uh, I want to mention here, it appears the historic Burnham Mansion in Champaign will be spared the wrecking ball. That was uh, news that you've heard on our uh, from our newsroom here. And also the Champaign Unit 4 School Board last night voting to deny an application for a charter school that would have served low-income black students. The quick and expected vote to deny the application 6-1. to one. 
Bruce Brown, the only one to vote to keep going. So we'll see what the next step is for the folks that are looking to uh, be involved with the charter school here in Unit 4. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us on the phone lines. Open forum here this hour. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws dot com. So the floor is yours. It's like the House of Representatives. You know they give those two minute speeches. They open the floor up. It's kind of what we're doing here. Penny for your thoughts on whatever topic you want to uh, uh, bring up. All right, let's go to Lori Ann is with us. Hey, Lori Ann, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are good, you, Brian? Good. You have a job fair, I understand, you want to tell yes, us about. Yes, we certainly do. It's a week from today. Getting pretty excited. Well, tell us about it. What's what's happening? What is this? Is it a Shambana job fair? Is that what I hear? Yes, Shambana job fair. That's what we're uh, calling it now so that we can keep a consistent name and branding with it. But it's the same spring job fair that's been in the community for years. Parkland and uh, News Gazette used to do a lot of work on it. Uh, News Gazette continues to be a sponsor, and Charge and RPC have picked up the uh, reins on that about four years ago. So we um, have had anywhere between 400 and 750 job seekers. We've had up to 90 employers participating. And uh, the job fair is from 2 to 6 at Hilton next Thursday, the 10th, Hilton Garden Inn. Uh, It's at 1501 South Neal in Champaign. But in the morning uh, and all day, we are doing resume help, we're doing mock interviews, and we're also doing a workshop on helpful tips for getting and keeping the job. Mm. And all of this is at no cost, no cost to employers to have a table, no cost to job seekers to attend, tons of amazing volunteers and sponsors that help make this happen. Yeah, so this is a little more than just, um, you know, if you're looking for work or looking to get started on looking for a job, I mean, this would be the place to be, right? I mean... Yes. Well, we're just, we're trying to be as full service as we can and just make as much of a difference as we can and help people connect with um, even a job they may not have thought of. The job fair is a beautiful thing because you're going to interact with some employers. You may realize that there's jobs out there that you have transferable skills that you would have never applied to because you didn't realize since you hadn't done exactly that job before. People might be missing the mark on where their true talent lies in in jobs and careers that are out there for them. Hmm. So is there a website they should go to to uh, see who's going to be there, all the employers? You know it www.shambanajobfair.com. Okay. And who are some of the employers? I know you can't list them all, but uh, give me a few highlights. Let's see here. We have ADECO Advanced Filtration. We have Champaign County RPC Head Start. We've got Carl Foundation Hospital, Flexingate, Human Kinetics, Illinois Department of Children and Family Services, Kelly Services, Manpower, Master Brands, Mid-State Collections, um, State University's Retirement System, Stevens Family YMCA, U of I Credit Union, you name, I mean, it's, uh, it's International there. Society of Arboriculture. <laughs> My company that I work for is ESS Clean. i got to give them a shout-out, right? <laughs> Conair. So, you know, for schools, for Champaign. It's, it's just a huge variety of employers from entry level to skilled, technology, health, you name it, it's just really quite a variety, and we love that we can have so many different types of jobs offered and so many different types of job seekers coming to attend. Mm-hmm. Ja- uh, uh, com. Make sure I've got that right. com. 
That's next mm-hmm. Thursday, May the 10th, 2 to 6, mm-hmm. Hilton Garden Inn yep. on uh, Neal Street. Yep, and just a shout-out for employers. There are a few tables left, and the deadline for that is going to be end of business, or I'll even go to midnight Friday night. After that, we've got to get all, all our map ready and other mm-hmm. things done. So, so we'll close that out then. But just a few spots left for so, employers, and um, we still would love to take on any volunteers that are interested in assisting mm-hmm. as well. But um, there you go. So everybody, employers, anybody should go to that website. Is that where to go? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's a one-stop shop for that as well, for All volunteers right. to register, for job seekers to register, and for uh, employers. Job seekers do not have to register in advance, but the benefit of that is they may have less waiting to get into the event. And also then they can sign up for workshops and secure spots because we only have so many volunteers per session. So we can only help so many people at a time. And um, even when you think you've you've got it down, um, people really do always gain something from participating in, in, in any and all of those sessions. Hey, Lorianne, thank you for all the information. Yeah, thank you. Yep, I appreciate it. All right, have a great day. All right, you too. Mm, bye-bye. Lorianne with us here talking about the uh, 2018, I guess, annual Spring Shambana Job Fair. Next Thursday, May 10th, Hilton Garden Inn. So if you're looking for a job, uh, that would be the place to go, shambanajobfair.com. 10-17, and we'll come back with more Penny for Your Thoughts. We'll take a break. Open line. The floor is yours. It's like the microphone at the uh, at these public events. Public comments. The mic is yours. We're back in a moment. Yeah, Bleacher Bum Barbecue Night over there at uh, Illinois Field, Illinois and Ohio State tomorrow night. Uh, a couple of sports notes here real quick. Uh, the Cubs lost to the Rockies last night, 11-2, four home runs for the Colorado Rockies. Carlos Martinez, the star, and the Cardinals 3-2 win over the White Sox. At his first major league home run, five hits. And a run over seven in the third scoreless innings last night. So the um, Cardinals go from the White Sox to the Cubs. They'll start that series tomorrow night down in St. Louis. White Sox hosting Minnesota tonight. Some of the uh, sports notes for you there. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at WDWS.com. Hey, the weather's heating up. The Starwald Group would like to offer you a free, no-obligation home evaluation, even if you're not thinking about moving. If you or anyone you know would like a free home evaluation, please uh, give Steve or Pam Starwald a car at the call. <laughs> you can give them a car, I guess, but give them a call at the uh, Starwald Group, Keller Williams today at 239-7156. You can Google Starwald, Google Steve or Pam. These are folks that are the husband and wife team selling real estate. They're hands-on from start to finish in the process of buying or selling a home. In fact, uh, Pam completed her uh, training and earned a certificate that makes her a senior real estate specialist. So maybe if you're at a time of your life where you're looking to downsize a little bit, kids are all away and uh, you want to look at uh, downsizing, she can help with that. Both grew up in the Champaign-Urbana area. They know the area well. So they know the areas you're looking to move to or uh, the size of home you would like. Uh, Selling, home inspection, appraisal process, and closings. Steve and Pam with you the entire way. And I know Steve pays attention to detail. I know Pam does too. Uh, But Steve I know uh, because of his work with the football team. He's responsible for setting up all the headsets, making sure the communication works from the press box to the sideline and on the sideline with each other. So uh, he pays attention to detail, and so does Pam. And 
We hope you'll uh, use them the next time you're looking to uh, move or maybe, again, get that free home evaluation. Give them a call, 239-7156. That rolls over to Pam's cell number. So uh, she'll get right back to you, and uh, they'll work with you the entire way. Keller Williams, Starwald Group, Steve and Pam Starwald, Google Starwald or Pam and Steve, and they will come up quickly on that first page. One of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. 356-9397 is the uh, phone number. You can also text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, Donald uh, Trump's attorney, one of his attorneys, Rudy Giuliani, of course, well-known, the former New York City mayor, appearing on Fox and Friends. He says Michael Cohen was reimbursed for making a $130,000 hush payment to Stormy Daniels in the days before the 2016 election. Uh, Giuliani said that Cohen didn't even ask. He made it go away. He did his job. Uh, Also, Bill Cosby's wife in the news calling for a criminal investigation into the prosecutor behind his sexual assault conviction, saying the case was mob justice, not real justice, and a tragedy that must be undone. So those are a couple of the uh, national stories. Also, I have a story for you in the next half hour uh, after the news. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, of course, is the president's spokeswoman. And uh, you've heard about Michelle Wolf and uh, her uh, comedy, I guess, if you want to call it that, at the uh, correspondence dinner. And an uh, interesting story on how Sarah Huckabee Sanders handled all of that. Um, and uh, she handled it in a way like a pro. So I think uh, you'll enjoy this story. But let's go to John. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning, Brian. I got another story for you. Yeah. Hey, uh, I thought maybe you would know on uh, there's a stamp uh, that came out, and it's got the, it looks like a football coming straight at you. And on the toward the tip of the football, it's got a, a, a the white line. You see, you, have you ever noticed that on some footballs? Yes. Uh, how come that line doesn't go all the way around? I thought maybe someone would know. Or You mean on the very tip of the football or around the one end? Around the one end. Yeah. Not right on the very tip. It's close to the tip, but not all the way on the tip. Yeah. I don't know. Is that where you're, uh, you're, where you're supposed to kick it if you're holding it? You know, you hold it down oh. with that? With that oh, with I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, that's a, that, <laughs> that might be a, a good solution to the, to the question. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe someone knows. <laughs> but it's <laughs> you've been you've been thinking hard today pretty hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well yeah i've never had all that right. really explained but that's that would be a guess of mine yeah that's a good guess uh, if it was all the way around it would look kind of funny uh coming toward the receiver like a bullseye coming at him or something you know yeah well that's that's anyway. a good question hey all right yeah it is but it isn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey it's an open line question hey thank you you're welcome, Mike. Pre- appreciate it, John. Yeah, I haven't given that much thought, but uh, 356-9397. Let's go back to the phones to uh, Dick. Hey, Dick, good morning. Morning, Brian. Hey, could we go back to that attorney that you were talking to earlier? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't call because uh, um, I would have probably not used good language and yeah. shut me down. Uh, he was. I don't think he was real quick to give information that I know that he had. When he was asked if if he knew what if um, what immigrant these illegals were being given by the state, um, he he said he didn't know monet- what they were given monetarily. 
if he doesn't know what they were being given, he certainly knows where where they could go to be given assistance. He knows that because he probably gives them that information. And as far as the um, the immigrants are doing, these illegals are doing work that uh, that Americans won't do. That's so much nonsense. Uh, if you drive by um, the construction sites where new homes are being built, uh, you look and see how many of those people that are building those houses are um, Latinos. And I'm not knocking Latinos. I, I want to see them work. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to see them be paid what anyone else is going to be paid. And I think some of the contractors are taking advantage of them. I'm a retired contractor. And the last house that I built, I had um, some Latinos come to work for me. And uh, I paid them what I would pay anybody else. But I also took bids from other guys as well. Mm -hmm. And it's not true that they're doing work that other um, that Americans won't do. They're laying tile. They're doing concrete work. Um, they're hanging drywall. Uh, they're doing virtually everything in the house except for maybe heating, plumbing, and electrical. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so uh, that 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 stuff is just so simply not true. So, what's a typical? Uh, you don't. You can tell me this if you want. What's a typical roofer make? I mean, what do you make if you hire a roofer? Maybe I can't tell. I can't tell you that now because mm -hmm. I've been out of the business for a while. But I can tell you this. Um, I was in Southern Illinois <clears throat> uh, last weekend. And my uh, my brother-in-law owned a golf course, and they they were hit by a tornado, and uh, their clubhouse uh, was was hit, and they had to have it re-roofed, and it was 68 squares uh, to re-roof that clubhouse, and there were seven Latinos on that roof. Not a one of them spoke English. None of them. And I was watching as they were putting the roof on because there's things that roofers do. They, they did put the roof on correctly. And my, my brother had been a roofing contractor for quite a few years, and he got out of the business and bought the, the golf course, by the way. And <clears throat> anyhow, uh, my brother is since deceased, and we lost him last October. Hmm. And uh, his sons are roofers, and, but... They now run the golf course, and we were watching as they were putting the roof on, and there are some things that roofers do to save save themselves a couple of bucks. And so all of us being experienced were kind of watching as these guys worked. And they were efficient. I, I won't take that from them. And uh, anyhow, they put the roof on in two days, and 68 squares cost $18,000, and if you do the math, Mm -hmm. That's about two hundred and sixty-five dollars a square, including the materials. So that sort of gives you an idea. If you go to um, Menards or somewhere, a square is a hundred square feet, which is three bundles of shingles. Mm. That will tell you what the contractor charged, and then you can kind of get an idea what was being paid hmm. okay just okay. do the math do the math on it yeah do the math yeah so okay. i'm giving out some information there that maybe some contractors don't like but gosh yeah. i don't care <laughs>
All right. Hey, Dick, thank you. Okay. Appreciate the phone call. We're at uh, 1031 here, and we've got Jim and Carl. We've got a text or two. We'll get to all of that. News headlines next on DWS. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. All right, welcome back. was the number one song in the country right on this uh, day, this week anyway, 1976. Also was the theme to a very popular television show, right? Welcome back, Cotter. John Travolta got his start there. All right, back to the phones here at 1039. Carl, good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Welcome back, Steve. I'm pretty good. How about you? Good. Uh, Welcome Back seems like a pretty good uh, song to sing after Steve Kelly was, um, had just done a promo. Yes. <laughs> I didn't work it that way, but that's how it worked out, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, so is he doing uh, football with you guys again? I don't know if we've decided yet uh, as far as the uh, the network. we have. You know, that's uh, He's working for the station again. He's coming out of retirement. And he's going to do the uh, Saturday uh, sports talk show with Lauren. And then he's going to also help out on Monday nights with the News Gazette uh, sports page. But uh, the network broadcast is a different – that's through Learfield, and they haven't decided yet what we're doing with that uh, because he's been the host. He may continue to be, or they might do something else. I don't know, based on his schedule, I guess, and availability, and uh, if they're looking at another angle on how to do that or whatever. So they're kind of in the process of doing that, I guess. Yeah, well, that's not what I called, Bob. All right. Uh, I just started reading uh, Master of the Senate by Robert Cairo. It's the third in his volume of uh, about Lyndon Johnson and Lyndon Johnson's power. And I've only read 30 pages, which is a drop in the bucket because it's over a 1,000 pages. Mm-hmm. But I would highly recommend it for anybody who's, interested in history like you or mm-hmm. someone else because i've learned a lot already so what's the name of Samuel, what, what was the name uh, of it again master of the senate master of the senate yeah uh i didn't realize samuel chase in 1805 when he was a supreme court justice was impeached i didn't know that either thomas jefferson got mad because of his opinion, so they put through an impeachment in the House that uh, the Senate, that some of the uh, Jeffersonian Republicans went against, so he wasn't thrown out of office. Hmm. But it was, it was just it's an interesting thing to read. Yeah. I've never heard it. Well, I'll have to check that out. Well, Yeah, I realize you got to have a lot of time for this book. I mean... <laughs> Well, I've got more time now than I do starting in August. I can tell you that. So Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you. He, he started writing the Johnson series and uh, working on the Johnson series in about 1977. Hmm. And he's still working on it. So. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, Carl. Okay. Appreciate Bye. it. Yep, got to move to some other callers here. Uh, Jim, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Brian. Doing pretty good. What's on your mind today? 
I want to kind of second the guy that was talking about the roofers. Yeah. Uh, my brother, my brother-in-law was a laid-off roofer right now from this same kind of situation where they uh, laid off about four or five with the roofing company, and then now they've got these illegals. The guys don't even speak English working now. There was a company over there in Champaign that got caught doing the same thing, and hmm. they put the whammy on them. It's not only the roofers, but if you'll ever notice, the, all the landscape companies now, they've they've all gone to these illegal guys that do all the mowing and everything else. My next-door neighbor had a, had 47 yards in the area to, that he used to mow at a retirement, yeah. after his retirement job. And he came in this year, and uh, about half of them... So they didn't meet him anymore. So they they all said, "Well, we got somebody else." Well, a couple of weeks ago, he going around doing the yard. He noticed there was a pickup truck following him, and they'd follow him at every job. And he didn't know what the what the deal was. And when he went back next week, he said, "Well, we got somebody to do a little cheaper." Hmm. So they they pretty much ruined his whole yeah. business. Well, isn't part of the problem, you know, isn't part of the problem the people that are doing the hiring, I mean, they're trying to help their bottom line, right? I mean, is Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 the same old story, Brian. Money, money talks, and, you know, if you can get a guy to put a roof on for $10 an hour as opposed to paying 18 plus health insurance and everything else, and, you know, they're not going to lower the price of the roof or maybe lower it a little bit, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. money in their pocket, so... They don't really care, and uh, it's about as bad with the school district. A guy across the street, a school teacher, I used to think, well, when you got to kindergarten, you had to bring in a birth certificate, but it don't make any difference now. Uh, uh, he told me that, that probably 60% of the, of the kids on free breakfast and free lunch are all illegal, and hmm. the school knows it, and, and their policy is they don't care one way or the other, you know. And it's the money, you know. Every school kid eats equal money. Hmm. You would, you know, you would not believe how many illegals are in this county. It's it's just amazing. And you know, you got a state's attorney won't do nothing. And they're all passing the buck and you know, whatever, you know. Let's say kill somebody on Payne Street, then you're free to do anything illegal you want. Yeah. Hey Jim, <laughs> thank. I got to move, but thank you for your call. All right. Thank you. 1045. Uh, uh, John, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today? Good. Yeah, I wanted to come back to the roofing thing also. Yeah. Uh, just because just because of something a previous caller had said um, you know, about, you know, go to Menards and price your shingles and et cetera. Uh, and this had nothing to do with the illegals part of it. But, you know, there's really probably not a bigger investment anybody will ever make in their home or in, in their life other than their home. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. People spend anywhere from two hundred dollars to $500,000 at a drop of a bucket for their house. So uh, the exterior of your house is your weather type, and this is not a place to cut corners. You know, you, you don't save a buck on your roof. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was a contractor for 15 years, and I just want to put out there that if you want to go price shingles and then figure out if somebody's gouging you, just remember, a bundle of shingles weighs 80 pounds. 
okay? The guy on the roof is busting his butt. He's not in the shade. You know, if he has to do a tear-off, you know, you're paying for a dumpster, et cetera. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. Hire a reputable company. Hmm. That's, you know, that's the smartest thing to do. You know, I just had Dillman Brothers do mine, not to throw a plug out there, mm-hmm. but they're they're good. I mean, they came in, they're fast, they're efficient, they were fair, you know, and, uh, you know, they they just knocked it out. And, uh, it, it, you know, I got a guarantee on my roof. So now if anything goes wrong, you know, I didn't cut any corners and I know it's going to get taken care of. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know. So All right. anyway, I just well, thought I, I just thought I'd throw that out. Yeah, there. thank so, you, John. You know. Appreciate you, Penny, so, for your thoughts have, there. Thank you. Have have a great day. You too. Back with more Penny for your thoughts. First a break. Penny for your thoughts continues. News Talk fourteen hundred. Make sure you're voting. The People's Choice, your favorite clothing store, massage service, best beer selection, best date spot, best place for kids party, best HVAC company, or any of one hundred and forty four other categories. You can vote at W dws.com the people's choice from news gazette media and mx electric uh 1051 ed hi ed good morning good morning ted um i just turned you on caught the roofing uh, i missed the first guy talking about roofing but i've been in it i know it well mm-hmm. today's price is 350 a square you got 200 in it so you're making about 50 a square uh there's probably 10 roofers in champagne county that make 10 million a year gross which would net you about a million and a half Corey swanson and i don't even know him he's the only mm-hmm. legitimate one dillman maybe Corey swanson's the only legitimate one on the block uh, but uh, bottom line this has nothing to do with hispanics because i don't believe in illegal aliens but they are christians and believe in god and they don't want to cut our heads off illegal or legal but if you're having a roof estimated Make sure you have the people's social security number, their identification, your insurance agent there, because these are uninsured subcontractors. If one of them falls off your roof, gets paralyzed the neck down, Carl Clinic's attorneys are going to take your house. But in the same breath, I could bid a roof for 10000 Ben Laden could come bid the same roof for $9,950, and 99% of the customers would go with Ben Laden's bid. But you want to lose your house, go ahead. uh, I don't care who's on the roof, but if they're uninsured subcontractors, don't do it. Yeah, that seems to me to be part of the problem is uh, employers that hire, hire, right? I mean, if you're hiring illegals, or I mean, is that? They're uninsured subcontractors. They're a subcontractor. You give the main Mexican, there's usually 10 of them, and then one leader, you give him 30, uh, 40 a square on, 40 a square off, that's $80. Hmm. And he pays his workers, usually yeah. houses them, pays them $10, $12 an hour and feeds hmm. them. But uh, okay. I know the gentleman personally who's getting ready to get the quote-unquote whammy thrown to him June 5th, Mary Shank is on it. And uh, he's looking at anywhere from 8 to 38 years in prison, as is his girlfriend slash wife mm-hmm. looking at time for doing said thing but he's been doing it since 2000 yeah. all right he got found guilty on three charges and he's done it hundreds of times uh harbored harbored illegals and uh he's really a good guy in the same breath he's not a bad person but he got mm-hmm. greedy you know mm-hmm. all greed, right greed will take hey, you down i gotta move ed but thank you appreciate it jane deluce is here you're selling flowers 
I am. I'm, I'm not me, talking about visit Champaign <laughs> County today. Um, this is in an hour from now at noon. This will be the 49th annual flower sale that's put on by the Kappa Kappa Gamma local alumni group. And okay. I think the best part about it is while it's not just your standard flower sale, is it benefits the community. So all net proceeds will go to the Cunningham Children's Home this year. Okay. And so it's a it's a great opportunity to not only get your spring summer flowers, whether you know it's your impatiens or geraniums, but also even Mother's Day gifts or graduation gifts with hanging baskets, patio gardens. And every of the dollar of the net proceeds, and I said this year going to Cunningham Children's Home, We've given almost close to $100,000 back to the community over the years that this has been held. So this is solely a group of volunteers selling great flowers from Rops Nursery up in Gibson City, who does a wonderful job. Uh, The doors are open. Mm -hmm. It's Thursday, 12 to 4, Friday, 10 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to 12. It's over at Indian Acres Swim Club, so right there on Prospect behind Busey Bank. And it's a great way to get your flowers and support a really, really uh, great cause for the area. Yeah, and Mother's Day is coming up. It's perfect. I can tell you the hanging (laughs) baskets or there's like the 12-inch patio gardens and they can do them for shade or for sun. And I put them on the porch, but it's a great way to celebrate somebody special, um, like I said, for Mother's Day or graduation or just any Mm. other way just to enjoy some flowers for a good cause. Okay, so this starts at noon. Starts at noon. Mm. One hour from now, the doors will open. The raindrops have held off for now, and hopefully they will. Either way, it's still inside at Indian Mm. Acres Swim Club, so uh, you can go over and peruse. You're different, and there's the neat part about it is all the ladies that are there that are volunteers. The majority of them know a lot about gardening themselves, and I will give them a quick shout out because when they started this, they used to deliver the flowers. It was in someone's garage, and it's just grown <laughs> over the years. So a shout out to the yeah. ladies that it, some of them who have been involved mm-hmm. since it started 49 years ago. Mm. Hey Jane, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Good information. Appreciate we'll it. We'll see you. We'll take a quick break. Back to wrap it up for today in a moment. Hey, the Beef House, one of my favorite places. We go there often. Check out all the different cuts of meats available in the display case as you turn left to enter the dining area. Large menu, of course, steaks available, but you can also order from chicken to pork to pasta to seafood as well. You may want a salad with your meal. And, of course, you get the famous Beef House rolls. No matter which way you go, you're going to get a great meal at the Beef House, Covington, Indiana, off of I-74. I'll get to the Sarah Sanders story for you tomorrow. We'll come back with more tomorrow on Penny for Your Thoughts on News Talk 1400, WDWS.